You're listening to New Dogma Z. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. It is episode 31. I'm Andrew. I'm here with Grant and Mitch. How are you guys? I'm actually doing pretty good. My uh, my my English team is not a top flight English team. It is a third division League One team and they beat... Luton Town today, which is the a Premier first League, division, team. which is Premier League first division team in the mm. EFL slash Carabao Cup. So oh, well, it's the, the infamous Carabao Cup. First time in first time in the f- fourth round of the Carabao slash EFL Cup since 1989. Ooh. So I believe I uh, Arsenal and Fulham play tomorrow. Interesting. In, yes, in they the, do in the Carabao Cup. Yes, I just hope they all have a great time. A I actually. <laughs> I actually no, watched. No, you don't. <laughs> I actually watched Fulham's uh, last EFL Cup game, and uh, their manager had gotten uh, had gotten a one game suspension because they they yes. instituted this new rule in uh, in EFL where if you get three yellow cards as a coach, uh, you get you get a game off. And Fulham's coach had managed to do that in the first three games of the Premier League season, and so the fourth game, his, game off. His, his fourth game was the EFL Cup game. Yep. He got it off. You yep. know what, Grant? I wish that there was a way that I could get, I could bank PTO at work with by just bad behavior. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're being a jerk at work. That's a yellow card. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. You gotta sit out this day. No, I'm sorry. Oh man. Take a day off? <laughs> guess, what am I going to do with myself? Just going to take next Tuesday off. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, Grant, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. doing all right. I was, uh, went home to my uh, my hometown of Cassville this past weekend. So, yeah, we, well, let's talk about that. So, we, we had last week off. We yep. took it as a much-needed break. Right. Um, right. Especially, you know, I mean... We had some varying results over, since we last really did uh, had an episode out. Yeah. Um, but you you went home on the river. I did. Uh, I went to the same river yep. a week beforehand. Uh, a little bit further, yeah, no- talk- little bit further north. Yeah, talk about your time back home. Um, it's been good. Um, I've gone back, I think, uh, twice in the last uh, probably three weeks. Yep. And you know, it's 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 a cool place. Um, I grew up, you know. Um, Cassville, Wisconsin. Cassville, Wisconsin. Um, you know, small little town on the Mississippi River that I grew up. And the coolest thing is that, you know, I'm going back and I'm hanging out with a lot of guys that I played football with. Uh-huh. And the one of the guys I played football with, um, his son is now the quarterback of the club. You know, and so getting to go and see him do the job and go see him do, you know... Um, and you know all of us, you know, on the sideline, getting to be the old guys yelling, at, yelling at the coaching staff. And all yeah, I love how you called it a club instead of instead yeah. of a I high mean, school I, team. I did, you know, I've been, been around <laughs> been around football way too much. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it, but it's also great to go back and see a bunch of people that you haven't seen for a long time. And I think the coolest thing was is that we went to the game on Friday, which was the first homecoming game I've been to. Um, in 27 years, and so, um, and then uh, afterwards went out and went to uh, the the bar that I grew up that was literally across the street from the house that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and hung out there. Uh, I got to hang out there and uh, see a bunch of people that I haven't seen for a long time. So yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Good. So, you know, it's it's good to go and visit and remember where you're from, but uh, it's always good to get back to. Yep. So. 
I was I was out in Ferryville, Wisconsin. We've t- I've talked about this a couple yeah. of times before. It is kind of my 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 partner and I's like landing spot. Uh, Ferryville, F E R R Y V I L L. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's a beautiful beautiful yeah, spot. It's, it's on the it's on the Iowa spot. Uh, yeah. Iowa side, right? No, it's uh, it's actually on the Wisconsin side. Okay. Um, okay. So you're in the Ferryville, Wisconsin side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know where you are then. Yeah, we were up on a bluff. Uh, it's on the Great River Road, which is oh, yeah. a fantastic oh, road yeah. to drive up and down. It's even better on a. I've heard it's even better on a motorcycle. My brother's been trying to get me out out there for a few years, so I think we're gonna try and make that happen last uh, next year. Um, Did you have and, cell phone service there? Uh, barely any. Yeah. See, so when I go, it's gotten terrible. Yeah. In this state, I feel like it, within the last like month alone, cell service has been fucking terrible. But when, especially when I go, when I go get to Castville, oh yeah, I'll, oh it's awful. It, like, and especially when I get get down it, because that's like down valley. down in the valley. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then it's like, I mean, I got nothing. I used to go. I, to, I used to go to Platteville, and it was you got nothing. It there. was if you, you didn't if there. you didn't have U.S. cellular, you yep, were in trouble. It. And if you had if you had AT and T, God God help you if you had AT and T. I, lost, I my uh, I remember my ex within a month of us uh, getting together. Uh, she could not get a hold of me to let her to mm. let her into my building, and she spiked her phone out of frustration. Ooh. It's a it's a rough one. Damn. What did you do with this time off, Mitch? Um, I went to the forward club. That was hung out with those hooligans. Yeah, that was a decision. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love. I, I I love everyone. I love everyone at those mm. at those watch parties mm. and everything. But man, I just get so stressed out. Like I I like I like get up and I like pace back and forth. And I'm Mitch, like I'm like on one side years. of I'm one I'm on one side of the forward club by myself, just pacing back and forth, looking at one TV. Then I pace the other way, look at the other TV. Yeah. And I just, it's I can't sit down while I watch matches. Man, no. I just can't do it. Y'all see me? I like to stand. Um, yeah, Mary. Mary's asking me. Oh, you want you want a you want a big glass of the pink flamingo? I'm like, nah, just the just just a small glass because I know by the second half I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a stomach ache from watching this team anyway, so mm. I don't need to make it any worse. Mm. No, old Ford Madison hangover. Uh, it starts <laughs> in the second half. Um, yeah, so we all, we got some R and R time. Uh, Mitch got some pacing time in. Um, gotta get that. Uh, gotta get that exercise somehow. Yeah, so uh, we had some time off uh, from the podcast anyway, the audio situation as it were. Um, we're back this week. Hopefully uh, uh, you, you enjoy this episode. We have Director of Soccer Operations and Development, Keith Tiemeyer, on the show today. Really great interview with him. Yeah. Um, you know, Keith is a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve uh, and a glare on his face, yes. whether he wants to or not. I, I have the same affliction, Grant. I know you do. Uh, people uh, constantly ask what I'm upset about, and I'm like, oh, it's just my face. It's just my face. <laughs> people ask me all the time, what's Andrew pissed about? I'm like, uh, it's just Andrew. Uh, yeah, pick, <laughs> like, pick a topic. Pick a topic. I'm like, I'm like there's only one thing. <laughs> yeah, pick a topic. Like, uh, it's always soccer. That's almost always. Yeah, what that's, why you, that's why you sound like, is the team winning? Yeah. Um, there's your there's your answer. Yeah. Are they winning? Yes. Okay. But not how he wants them to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, if there's anything that supporting a club in the third division has taught me is that you have to enjoy those those high moments, yeah. uh, the yeah, the high points. Otherwise, life is fucking miserable. Anyway, 
uh, a big thank you to Keith for joining us this week. Uh, he, he offered a lot of good insights and, you know, coming at this game from uh, his perspective as a former player, a former assistant coach who won National Assistant Coach of the Year multiple times uh, coaching for the uh, Badger, the I, UW I Badger soccer this. team. I understand this. Um, offered a great, uh, it, some great insights from his perspective uh, on both sides of the ball, right? Being a player, being a coach, as well as being a fan. So stick around, listen to that. He's just a favorite of ours. Yeah, he, he really Keith. is. And, and credit to him. He did not pound the table nearly as much time as he has the <laughs> no, last couple of times. He did it a couple times. Yeah, he caught but, himself. Though. But I think he caught himself. Yeah. Because I think he realized like the last time he was on, he was like, wow, I'm really doing this show. Yeah. Maybe part of it this time is that like we turned the gain up in his, in his headphones a little bit. <laughs> so they could actually hear it. Yeah. Because that's the thing, is that we didn't hear we didn't have like the noise from like the the, the bar behind us. Yeah, as usual. that is true. That is true. This is the first time he was at your place. Uh, so true. you know it's a little more quiet in here. That's true. Little you got more. your you got your jade plant over there. You got you know. It's got. Your, a, I just got a new one. Your your Havorthia over there. I see oh, that. I know. It's, I see it's, you. It's gorgeous. I see you with your house plants. It's gorgeous, man. Um, my buddy just my buddy in Cassville started a a business where he's selling succulents. House plants. He's selling yeah. succulents, and yeah. so he was like, "You got to come by," because he saw my picture. On, on Facebook and on my social media is like me with my records and my plants. And so... You're a plant dad now. And he's like, you got to come get a new plant. And I'm like, yeah, of course I got to get a new plant. So... Yeah, so since we last talked, uh, we've had three games. Uh, Richmond, that was a high point of that. That was great. With the sweep, we swept them. We swept them. I think that's the first time we've swept a team in a three That's three the first time series. it's... That's the time it's ever... I mean... It's never happened in the Honey Derby, but... That's the first time we've ever swept somebody. In a single season. In yes. a single season. Right. Correct. Yeah. Like a, th- a three-game sweep. Yes, we may We may have done a two-game. I think I mean, we, we have 20, In 2020. Yeah, we did the o- we, with OCB. We beat them. Like, yeah. Well, not, in, not in 2019. No. No, not in 2020. 2020 we Maybe did, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Then we hosted uh, NOCO at home. So the first, the Richmond game was hosted. NOCO was a draw. Um, it was frustrating. It felt a little. I know, like some people said, "Oh, it was a draw." It felt like a win because they're you know high up the table. Yeah, we had a lot of chances that game that we just didn't capitalize on, and it was frustrating. And I felt like a and loss I'm, to me. I'm in a bad pen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Aiden. He, yeah, he knows I love him, but he took a bad pen. Should it be a rule that we just don't let Englishmen take penalties? They haven't. I mean, they're over two so far. Yeah. So. Maybe it's like the generals and that they're due for a win. I, I said we. Let, <laughs> I thought they were due. <laughs> I said we let Baron take it next time. Yeah. Who should have taken that pen, in your opinion? Uh, De Silva. De Silva is your choice. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's either him or Nazim. I think. I mean, him I mean, or Nazim. Zemo is my choice. I, I either would be either would be fine. I don't. I. I don't necessarily disagree with having Aiden take it, yeah. but he. He didn't look comfortable. No, and I gotta say, like that that goal that he had against Richmond, though, was pretty fucking top class. That, amazing. That is that was I think the best. Considering I celebrated it with him, yeah. I think that is the best teamwork goal I've ever seen in this league, straight up. It was just it was it's just called the most a trademark Madison. The goal. most the most yeah. beautiful give and go I've ever seen in this and league. Like Barcelona circa twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was very very pep like that tiki taka. Yeah, it was good. Um, but. 
just because you can work a good team goal does not make you a top class penalty taker. Correct. And I think in future seasons we kind of you know I go back and forth on this. There's a lot of there's a there are different schools of thought on who should take penalties. I feel personally like you should have a designated person. Hundred percent. The problem is is that our designated guys were unavailable. Un- unavailable. Cheney, right, but you gotta Jayden. have a backup, right? Like if you've got a designated well, person, have a backup, and then well, have a backup to the backup. The problem is is that our top, our potential top three were Cheney, Jaden, and Cello, and none of them were on the field. So I mean, again, does should Jaden be taking PKs? Well, at this point, that's not from. That's, I'm just I'm just saying he I took Jaden, but he yeah. took one, yeah. So you know, it was maybe a, I mean, he knew he knew the Panega was wrong. Oh yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we didn't grill him about it last time we had him on, but you know, I mean, he, he already know, he already he's beating himself up. Uh, yeah. yeah, he got a goal after that. Felt you know, uh, yeah, so, uh, he's fine. Anyway, then we go to Charlotte this last weekend, and Eek. you know, we played two good halves. And we had, did. I mean, they weren't bad, and the and the. You know, the results did not go our way. I know a lot of fans don't like hearing that, right? Of like, right. we can play good and not have a, de- right. a result go our way. Right. I was the same as most other fans, I'm sure, watching this game. In certain parts of the game, it got to the point where, like, every bad touch was like a, fuck you, like, what are you doing with the ball? Like, uh, you know. They're just frustrated. The, wor- the worst. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of fans are frustrated right yeah. now, right? And they should be. We talked um, with Keith about that yeah. uh, ad nauseum in the interview. But, yeah, I mean, that, that fucking deflected goal Only was us. one of the stupidest goals I've ever seen. Only us, man. I mean... Literally it, kicked the ball off a guy's face to chip the keeper and go in. Yeah. I mean, it's, what are you going to do? I mean, and it's one of those Terribly two. Terribly unlucky. And it's one of those two where it's like, you know, like Stephen, the way he was positioned, there's no way he could have seen that guy. No. You know and, what the, and, the, and, the and fucking the, dumbest thing about that goal was? Was the guy whose face it went off of was high-fiving all of his teammates after that goal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm the man. I yeah. did that. You know, it's like uh, George. You know, like in George Clooney and out in out of sight when the guy like throws oh, yeah. the throws the fight and he's like he's celebrating. He's like, "Yeah, you're the man." <laughs> it's like it's like, like yeah, 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 you know. I mean, it just goes right off his face. I mean, there's nothing that St- that Stephen could have no. done. I mean, he was doing the right thing. A true Scott Sterling moment. I mean, I, yeah. I looked over it. You know, like we I, wa- I watched it with uh, Lisa and I watched the game with Liam and Becky because we were planning. Uh, a trip were taken in February, so we had them over ahead of it. Then went over to Hidden Cave Cidery, and like, anyway, it was a whole evening. But I look over at Liam after that goal, and I was just like, "This could fucking only happen to us, couldn't it?" Yeah. Like, is this? Yeah. If there has to be a dumbest goal of USL League One so far, that's it. There you go for this season. There Not just this season, but oh. that is a dumb fucking goal. I mean, like, there's been some. I mean, the the goalie goal last year was. We don't talk about that because we don't want you know the fifty total Omaha fans up our ass after this episode. If they if they listen to this, <laughs> if if they are if they are oh guaranteed they're all listening to this right now, fucking seething. Hey, yeah. if you guys are listening to this goal, get the fuck over yourselves. Well. 
Guarantee they're not listening. Uh, <laughs> that deflected goal is really frustrating. I and mean, when I drop points overall are frustrating, especially when we're trying to get into the playoffs. But I want to remind everybody, we're not yet out of the playoffs. And mathematically... We're in the driver's seat. We're not out of a home playoff game no. yet. No. Not too. Technically. What's that? Technically. Yes, technically. Mathematically. Uh... So, you know, I think I want to ask the question for because there was a lot of there were a lot of people that were frustrated on social media after this, and I'll be honest with you. At this point in my life, as as a human being, as a uh, quote unquote middle aged person, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit. I, I understand that like people are frustrated and. I want to ask the question though of like what you know to you to both of you being the the young uh full of life uh human beings that you are even though i'm older than you let's not get into that uh what is it that frustrates us people like i say us as fan base as a fan base but like what is it that frustrates us more as fans bad results or runs of form or seeing other teams do well and their fans talking shit on socials. And I'll, I'll add to that, why should we f- even fucking care what a fans of other clubs in a league where the closest other team is see, seven see, hours drive? See, see you, you can't put that caveat in there. Because, <laughs> okay. because by putting that caveat in there, it makes you you're directing the answer. Oh, yeah, and, I am directing the I answer. Mean, because the answer is... is I don't give a shit about other teams and about you know about you know, what what's going on and with the you know, I don't get I don't care about them you know about what the, how how good they're doing. I care about Forward Madison and I care about us winning games and I care about how we're playing. That's to me what matters the most. If we're not playing well, if we're not doing the job, then I'm going to be frustrated. I'm not I'm not as frustrated as other teams as uh, as other fans are right now just because i believe that you know we just need to get in the playoffs and i think this team is going to be fine but no i don't i don't give a shit about you mitch i care about my team and i mean i only care about the other teams insofar as how well we can do at the end of the day yeah so i don't care about other fans you know they can feel the way they want to as long as it doesn't affect me or my friends or my team or or anything like that right um this you know when when we play you know if we if we clinch the playoffs on a on a on us losing but tormenta also loses you know will i be happy we made the playoffs yes of course but am i going to feel great about it not necessarily because yeah. you know it's you don't uh, want to back in the playoffs right and i i don't want to i, I don't want to you know the schadenfreude of you know being happy at other teams demise or anything like that it's it's about it's about us at the end of the day and we gotta we gotta do our business yep. and you know it's if we if we back into the playoffs it's it's a matter of like you know we're in but do we really deserve to be? So we gotta we gotta do our business. 
Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things I, I, I find kind of interesting, right, is like, you know, we, I think we understand having, having, you know, we, this podcast, New Dogma, has not been a thing like for a very long time. Right. We, you know, we've been fans of soccer for a while now. Yeah. And I think we understand that fans are frustrated. We've been in that position too. And I think we are frustrated too. Uh, I was, you know, fucking super frustrated at the game on Saturday. But like, and I think it's valid to demand consistency and better performances from the team. But at the same time, this game is not formulaic. No. You know, and and neither no. neither no. is getting a return on your investment for our support. We especially cannot, at this level. We can't we can't say, oh, well, we fucking cheer for you every week. Why are you not better? Right, right. Like these are a you know, I love our players. I've gotten to know a lot of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, for for a lot of them, and you know, some of them can argue me on this, but there is a reason why they are playing at third division. Yeah. Right. And it's either because of like what you know Wheels talks about at times of like those those habits you know kind of preclude them from yeah. from being selected at a top division. It could be physical limitations. It could be their age. It could be you know a lot of things. It could be their talent level. I it could mean be that. a lot of things, right? And I don't think that we can look at this along the way of like well we fucking are there every week as fans right hitting drums singing you better be fucking winning yeah it's that's not that kind of is not the point anyway of support (laughs) right no at all um and fan support just doesn't equal success on the pitch like it is not it is not a formulaic thing so i guess what what would you guys like, how do you keep your sort of mood on the up after we have a frustrating match or a frustrating round of form? Are, are there things that I, I'm not necessarily trying to like help other fans cope with this, but like, fuck's sake, like, yeah, the I'm not, not going to call people out either because, like, it's you know. yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, it's third division soccer. And I love it. I'm gonna and, live and breathe it and and, and bleed it, for it, right? Right. But at the end of the day, it's like you gotta have some perspective. A exactly, bit. you gotta have perspective about it. It's in that it's the same as any other professional sport. Is how much is the success of this club really impacting the success of your life? I personally, I, was, I don't have a lot going on in my life, so yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I, I would, I guess, I would go back. I, I would push back on that a little bit, Grant, but I would say more along the lines of like, is it, I try to remind myself at times, that like even when it's frustrating, because I do live and breathe this stuff. So do I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. We, all three of us do. But when we're considering like, can we really say, because I show up and support, you should do your fucking job and do and play better. Like everybody has bad days at the office. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean this. Is- and when you play as a team, it takes everyone being on top of their yeah. game, on top of their skill, on top of what it is that they offer. I mean, I guess for me, I look at it as that. At the end of the day, I still have a team that I can complain about. Yeah. You know, and and that no matter how 
bad or how much I hate this. It's like it's the joke we say. I hate this team. This is the stupidest sport ever. Why does anybody support this team? Okay, I'll see you, I'll see you next week for some soccer. Yep. And so because it's more than just the sport. It's more yeah. it, it's getting to see the people, it's getting to see you know the you know the friends that I have and getting to make the relationships that I have. That's more of what this represents. And I think that that's why we do what we do now is yeah. is because trying to help people connect with that in a different way. And that when you're looking at this and you're getting I that's why we understand I can't get too mad, you know, mad or you know and I'm playing you, complete devil's advocate when I'm and, and, bringing this shit up, right? We and, all know the exactly. answers to these questions. And and, and be, the reality is, is that I love these people yeah. for, for being like this. Yeah. It's because that's showing that, like, that you're you that you care about this. Yeah. I mean, the reason why we do do this is that we're 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 begging people care about this shit. Yeah. This is important. Sure. Like you know, we want you to be here, and so. Having people that are that passionate about it, it's great too. But you know, we just want them to understand. It's like, hey, just have some fun with this. Yeah, and and regardless of the results and how we do, I want us to win too. I want to fucking like, but, but like trophy but, more than anything. But have fun with this. Yeah, you have to find joy in the find margins. your joy in this. Yeah, find joy yeah, in the margins sometimes if you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, and I think that that's a you know a bigger thing about being a sports fan is because we've said this before a lot of times is that being a sports fan a lot is a lot of time about losing oh yeah only right? one team wins it every year. right and so you have to find the things that make it worthwhile that you keep showing up yep and oftentimes that's the people and that's that's yeah. the, the experiences that you're having just getting to go to the, these games so i i agree 100 percent with you um, I think this is going to be a personal thing for everyone, right? Like, I'm not asking these questions because I'm trying to shame anybody or, like, say, right. oh, fuck you, stop whining. Right. No, that's not uh, what we're saying at all. Because if somebody said that to me while I was on Saturday when I was fucking every wrong touch and every errant pass, I was, oh, fuck you, what are you doing? Um, I do that, too. Yeah. I think it's natural to be upset about something you care about not going the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, which you are absolutely entitled to. Yeah, I, but you absolutely. Are, but you are not entitled to people doing anything about it. Right. You know. Yep. Like that's just it. Yeah. So. I I think, and I want to talk about this because, um, you know, I think in general, I want to I want to encourage other fans if they're listening to this, and it really feels like at times like. If there are questions that you are asking on a regular basis that do not have answers, Connor Kaloya has repeatedly, who's the club COO, has repeatedly offered uh, and given out his cell phone number, even on our podcast at times, to people that want to talk about Which stuff. is ridiculous if you think about it. Yeah, want to talk about stuff, even if it's just venting frustrations. I also want to encourage folks, too, that, like... You know, if you are a fan in this club and you feel like there are important questions that just like either aren't being asked in open forums or aren't being answered in some way, shape, or form, and you want answers, you know, we used to have multiple town halls each year for fans to ask questions, event frustrations. Um, you know, very, very rarely do 
have they had follow-ups outside of like people you know maybe complaining about food right. or, or match day stuff or whatever you know that those are man the, the euros do suck this year yeah, um, like they are ridiculously the, bad the, the food the food's like, pretty bad in general like, i have to admit like, there's and, like they they have been sleeping on the food this and, year. and i would like to i would like to point out because um so evan warwick uh he um he cannot have gluten mm-hmm. and um over the course of the season uh, their not their uh, gluten free options have become, they dwindled. They've been off to the point where in in uh, the last game where Evan was up in the booth with us, they straight up were not like the people didn't even know what they were doing with with the gluten free buns, and they yeah, gave him a bun with gluten. And we gotta like, shake him down. Yep. And that, that's not that's it's not time, good it's because it's time to have a shakedown with the food provider. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we'll just say. Uh, I'll put it this way, you know, fans do do need a chance to vent, and I think those town halls were good for that. See, it's like that shit right there. That's what we need. That's what we need. But I, what I what I'm saying is, you know, the answer when people feel stru- frustrated is to push for those types of forums. Yeah. Right. Like whether that's flock people, whether that's the board there, whatever it is, like don't go online and just be like shooting off like fucking shots. Shouting sh- just. Don't shout into the void. It does nothing. Yeah. I mean, it can be cathartic, and that's mm, why I sure. say, like, let people do what they want. But I'm saying shouting into the void is probably not going to get you the answer you want if huh. you are actually looking for answers. Go talk to the people you know that can get you the answers right. you're looking for. People on the club side are very approachable. Just talk to them. And uh, feel free to DM us if you want. Connor Kaloya's phone number, we will give it to you. He's giving it out to any and everyone, and I'm sure you'll be willing to people talk. contacting him. Yeah. Um, you know, we we talked tonight, and we don't want to like uh, take up too much more of your time ahead of this interview because it's a little bit longer. We're probably going to hit the hour and a half mark tonight, and that's okay. Uh, but we did talk with it's Keith. Keith. It's Keith's fault. Let's try to, in these answers, talk, give two sort of very succinct answers if we can. But we talked with Keith tonight about high points of the season. And I want us to share ours. Let's try to be succinct here. But share one on the pitch. And one off the pitch. I'll start. On the pitch, that fucking penalty save into a counterattack goal. I, I don't know how that can't be like 90% of this fan base's like best on the pitch moment this no, year. That was pretty great. Um, Steven scoring late against Chattanooga at Breeze like, was also, is a close second, but the off the pitch uh, thing was uh, our release of our second print issue. Yeah. It was pretty fucking cool. To see that many people come out to that and be able to like, uh, you know, have a dance with with some friends and play some music for some friends, was pretty fucking great. How about you, Grant? Uh, I'm also gonna agree with you uh, on the penalty save, but I'm also gonna go with. Um, I love the four four comeback with mm-hmm. a, man, a man down. Yeah. In um, in Fresno, especially with Cheney's family being there and Chain having the game he had, especially yep. getting getting the the brace to to, to tie it. Um, yeah, that was a great moment. Um, favorite off the pitch moment. Um, just happened a couple of weeks ago. Went to the Badger game with uh, with with Chan, and uh, ended up meeting up with a bunch of, with with Morrow and uh, Connerty and uh, Aiden and a few others. Screaming. You just had a day out with the boys. I had a day out with the boys. But I think the best thing about that is I got to see. You know, at this point in the season, like we'll bring up with Keith, the USL one season is a slog stuff and and we've seen this in the past 
where at this point in the season, like, the team is just, they're done. Like, they're done with each other. They don't want to, like, you know. And what I saw in that, in the, in that, on that day and in that moment was these guys really love each other and care about each other and they want to play more soccer with each yeah. other. And we just, I'm, that's why I'm like, I am keep telling fans, we just need to get to the playoffs. Yep. If we get to the playoffs, we're going to get a nice little boost emotionally that we've been looking for, and we're going to be good. We're going to be good. So um, that was my favorite. So, Mitch. I mean, you guys basically stole my top three, essentially. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just say that. I also want to say uh, Cheney's celebration uh, after his goal with his family. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, off the field for for me, a lot of it was like I went. I've gone to six away games this year, and the, the road warrior this year, the, bro. Yeah, and I mean, if if and when we make it to the playoffs, it's gonna be more because I'm planning on going to Reminds every I gotta playoff take, game. I got to take some PTO just in case. Um, but at the opportunities that I've gotten to meet up with you know other fans and spend time with them and and go do stuff in the areas you know around around these these cities like Lexington or you know going through South Carolina and Virginia and, and these places and like those are seriously like things that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And the, the Lexington road trip was a lot of fun. It really was. That that was a that was a pretty that was a pretty fun one. You yeah. learned sandstorm on the what, what on the melodica. On the melodica. Yeah. With I taught, that. taught my taught myself in about a minute. Well, I mean, because you were you were trying to figure out the pitch, and like Trav and I were yelling, like it starts in G. Yeah. Like, and you were fine. Then once you listened to us, you were just like, "Oh yeah, he's like, that's, yeah. he you had it like a minute." So. Yeah. No, it was great. it's it was great. yeah, and and you know, these are the op- these are the things that you're gonna remember, right? It's you know, like at the end of the day, sure, like wins and trophies are great, but it's it's those memories off the yeah. field, the the memories you that's make yourself. You that's know. the good stuff. Absolutely. That's the good stuff. So, so come and join me on some away trips this year. Yeah. next you know year, what? you guys. Yeah, we absolutely need to do more away days. Maybe we can plan a new Dogma away summit at some point next year. Um, but yeah, w- you know, without further ado, let's get to our interview. But I can't stress this enough: we got three games left. Two of them at home. Every fucking one of them is massive, and like Grant, Grant says, two of those are at Breeze. Just be there. Uh, we're all going to miss this season when it's over and done with. Yeah. Let's fucking hope that, you know, we, we can have something to say about having a postseason. Yeah. It'd be real fucking nice, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. Let's do it. Two wins and we're in. A win and two draws and we're in. One win, one draw, and we've got a 98.5% chance of being in. There you go. So we it's l- like. We lose out, we still have a 63% chance. Like, we're in great shape. So we're so, but like those oh, are excellent stats. We're doubling your wages. The, Thank you. That's, that's that's why that's why he's here. That's why he's here. But like that. But I think too, it's like that's that goes into what we've been saying. It's like get there on Saturday. Yeah, be there. And weather, weather's going to be nice. You know, it's like you know what you know what weather is coming. It's an early kickoff. You can get five p.m. kickoff. Get a little buzz going early. Breeze is going to be uh, an excuse to day drink. We're going to get a chance to go to the Mediterranean joint. Yeah. Let's do it. And if we, you know, if we play well, or if you're knocking about Madison, uh, I will be uh, DJing a Funk and Boogie set. I talk about it at the end of this episode with Keith, but Funk and Boogie set. Uh, you and Jean Le Duke? Post disco, yeah, with our good friend Chris Fox uh, up at the Merchant 
uh, up near the square at starting at 10.30. So if you looking are in around 10, come, come and hang out, come dance. It'll be a good time. The Merchant's a great place. So uh, I said it earlier, this is the last bit of further ado. Without further ado, here's our interview with Keith Tiemeyer. We'll see you next time. We are here with our guest, uh, Director of Soccer Operations and Youth Development. Uh, I, I think it's just development in general, right? It is. You're, you're making sure all of the, the guys uh, pass their beep tests and uh, get their quads to the exact size that you need to be an that, optimal That's the wrong player. side of development for me. Oh, okay. All right. So you're, I, mean, I love the beep test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> no <laughs> one likes a beep test, Grant. I'm, I'm gonna be real. I like the beep test. Yeah. yeah well, see, like I'm like we're, we're, we're masochists we're, like that, where we you know we, we like that. We'll add that into fantasy camp next year. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> you totally, you, you absolutely should. It's somebody's fantasy. Uh, Techner right now is going. You best. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need a fantasy camp next year to make that happen. That so. That's true. It, you, you can't see the thousand yard glare. Uh, from Keith T. Meyer that we we've come to know and love uh, at, at the uh, the post match interviews, um, but Keith T. Meyer's here. How are you, Keith? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. There's nothing going on. Just staring at the four walls in the office nowadays. And you know, it's good to see you guys and saw awesome to be with you again. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's a lot better than just like being there, just acting like you just saw Bambi's mother get shot or something. <laughs> it has yeah. happened a few times this season. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> snipers from above. Uh huh. Um, so grassy knoll will get you every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get right into it, just because you know it's been a frustrating for fans. It's been a frustrating run of four of games recently, and even while we're still in the running for the playoffs, I think at times at fans we forget how hard people on the sporting side of a club uh, push themselves and others to perform, and sometimes it just doesn't show in the results. Um, what's the mood like right now in the locker room, in the coach's office, in, in the front office? Well, you're, you're right. Results matter as a professional sport at the end of the day, and it is about Ws and three points, mm -hmm. isn't it? And uh, um, It's interesting when those spells come about, and we obviously have had a few different spells during the season, and we're kind of, I'd like to believe, on the way out of one. Um, and the mood is good. Um, the players, I think every one of them is a competitive guy and a, a very well aware of where we are in the table. I always joke around. People tell me the standings, and you guys have done it after games, and I'm, I act like I don't know. I 100% right. know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the coach is 100% know. The players 100% know. The kit man 100% knows. Right. And the, the trainer, the sports not, med guy 100% knows. The video board operator <laughs> Now you know I'm lying to you. Yeah. No, we're not going to do it anymore then. Um, we all know that there's three games left. We right. all know where we are on the table, sitting in sixth place, in a playoff spot, by the way. Um, and we can finish anywhere from fourth to fifth to sixth to somewhere else. That, yeah. um, you know, I'm not always the most positive guy, but I don't really talk about some of those things either, do I? And um, But we're all very well aware of that. And, and I think guys are, again, I know guys are very well aware of how many games are left. I know they know exactly who we're playing, when we're playing them. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. The coaching staff, they it's the same. Um, and you're right. It's a three-point business. I, I I knew that that was the case, by the way. I remember it as a player. I remember it um, briefly as a player. I remember playing. I remember coaching even in college and how much different that is. But it, it still is a bit surprising sometimes, number one, how long the season is Yeah. compared to a college season, which I'd been more familiar with for the last 20 years as a coach. Right. Um, yeah. 
but the other part is just no matter how you play, good, bad, indifferent, with the ball, without the ball, transitionally, whatever it is, north and south instead of east, whatever it is, um, I, I maybe didn't give enough credence to how much three points matters to everybody, fans included, the ownership, um, mm-hmm. the corporate partners, right. the Madison Hall of Fame guys that I spoke to today, yeah. um, my wife, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other coaches' wives. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. You know, and, and that's that's everybody again. It, it's Connor at the head, and it's uh, me in my role, and it's Matt as the head coach, and it's JP, and it's Neil as the assistant coaches, and Jim, and Aaron Holbein, who's joined us. And wow. you mentioned the youth thing. The youth players know about it because we're still training once a week on Sundays right, right now. They know where, where we are. And, yeah. um, and there's a great crew of fans that hangs out. Well, first of all, it comes to every game. There always is, right? And then there's another great crew of fans included in that bunch that come out afterwards and are in the forward club. And I try and make sure to walk in there. And I know how much three points matters to that group, too. Right. We're all aware of it. Um, I wouldn't say we're gripping it. I, I, I saw yeah. both sessions today. I saw training this morning before I went to this other talk. And, and then I saw the strength and conditioning session this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And, you know, the guys seem pretty relaxed. They seem... Again, they're aware, but they don't seem like, oh my goodness, and squeezing yeah. the trigger and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're focused. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I think that's a good way of saying it. And, yeah. and I think, you know, we've gone through a few things lately. I, you, you talked about the grind of the season, and I think, you know, we went through that stretch of three games on the road, back to back to back, and we were down in the southeast, then we were in Cali, and then we were right. back in the southeast again. And I don't know if people realize it. It's funny because we're talking about uh, 2024 scheduling right now and some different possibilities that might play out. And um, you know, I, I'd like to say all the time that we are the Midwest Division champions in USL League One for like the fifth consecutive year, right? Because sure. there doesn't seem to be a Midwest Division. Right. Um, right. And our travel is like no other. I can argue that obviously Fresno has the same issues, and yeah. we see where they are. Omaha is maybe an exception. Um, yep. And certainly Colorado's well, closest team is seven hours, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, you have a division. <laughs> it's the only bus trip. You yeah. know? And not right. that you want to be on buses for a long times, but it's easier when you only have to travel a couple hours. Right? How, I was going to ask, I'm like, how many bus trips have you taken this year? Yeah, I, so I've taken none. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and which but, is, by the way. But the uh, team has taken, like, they took Omaha. Twice to Omaha, and, and that's it, it. I would say like Lexington Max, is no, too far. It's outside Lexington, the uh, Lexington, it's outside Lexington the uh, realm. Yeah, anything outside okay. of 500 miles, we fly, and that's a that's a USLPA policy, and it's a uh, um, and a USL policy, and I think a sensible one. But yeah. you got to keep Absolutely. in mind what the demands are. It's not right. like we're in a hub airport either, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think guys were sky high the other day when we flew from Madison direct to Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Um, guys are sky high in another week and a half here when we fly direct to Denver, and then it's a bus ride up to Windsor from there. But right. to not have to get on the bus for two and a half hours and go down to Chicago two hours before a flight, yeah. or to not have to connect through Chicago and figure out where you're going to eat and things like that, and just beating you up with some of that travel. Yeah. Again, that, that three-game stretch was rough, man. And we, yeah. Guys, we were... It wasn't even about how we were playing. It was about who was available to us from injury and, sure. and who was available to us from card suspension and things like that. And we'll get to that. Yes, I figured. <laughs> um, something we talk about every day in the office for sure. Um, but you know, just the wear and tear on guys, and then who was who wasn't available the next day. And it, it, you know, we have to turn those flight rosters. Uh, ends up being twenty four hours in advance of our flight and dealing right. with our travel agent, who's a league travel agent, and they're actually based out of Toronto and. Um, the number of days that we have to have the roster in by noon Eastern time, and I'm sending them a note saying, "Can I have till two o'clock Eastern time?" Because we're training at ten, and we don't know who's going to be available to us. Yeah, right. You exactly. know, the day before a road trip. You yeah. know, like holy cow, what's going on here? And so, yeah. 
Um, you know, and that sounds like I'm making a bit of an excuse. We can talk about the challenges this club has. I think we all know those, and we I maybe will as we talk about some of these yeah, other things. Yeah, right. And I mean, and it's been mentioned how frustrated the fan base has been lately. Um, I mean, some of them that could even say have been bordering on outrage. I mean, <laughs> but uh, I'd say some of them have passed the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but with a, and with a club this size, it makes it really hard. You know, not to hear that, not to take note of that. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess the question I have is, how do you address those fans' concerns? I mean, because the passion for them is clearly there, mm-hmm. right? Like they wouldn't be this upset if they didn't care. That's right, right. So, how do, how do you address them, and how do you help them keep the faith for these three matches that we have going, that we have left? You know, knowing and hopefully the playoffs after that. You know, I mean, because like I said, I mean, they they would not be saying these things, and mm-hmm. they would not be in this space if they did not care passionately. Hundred percent. So it's such a cliche thing to say, right? That fans have a, every reason to feel what they feel, right? right. You're, this club in particular, this you guys well know. I'm sitting with three of you, two of you, one of you. So right there from the start, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you guys have been there. Mm-hmm. You guys are the founding kind of fathers of this organization along with Peter and Connor and those guys and right. um, the the value of the fans the value of the flock in fact we were supposed to do the happy to have for humanity thing again tonight and the you know those service dates the mm-hmm. the appearances the garden you know how important all those different things are um, how important it is to have the flock sitting on the end how important the drummers are and the 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 capos and all that stuff and each of you guys is taking your turn how important it is to have mitch up there in the press box nowadays (laughs) (laughs) i have the easiest i have the easiest job at breeze on game day right up until until i ask you how many fouls that is on the other team Um, our boy, our boy, look at our boy. He's so in one breath, like yeah, in one <laughs> breath, like I said, it's a bit cliche to say, hey, you know, the fans are, you know, they're right to feel that way, and right. and they have every right to, you know, feel whatever it is they feel about the club. Again, what can I say to them? I hear you. I kind of do. I, I'll be honest with you. It, it, when you say um, fans are really expressing that emotion, I where I sit here in one breath and tell you, I know exactly where we are in the standings. I do follow that, even though I say I don't. Right. I don't, you know, see some of the fan comments and things like that. I, I just right. can't. I can't do it because I already feel that way. I think, I it's, I think it's better, you know. Yeah, it helps you yeah. stay focused, I have too, to. right? I have to, and so does Matt, and so does JP. Because if you read everything, you'd be just... And again, I, I'm you'd gonna, be like us. Yeah, and again, guys, I'm going to tell you, nobody's more competitive than Connor. Nobody's more competitive about, and I mean about how Ford Madison's doing right. than Matt. Right. Nobody's more competitive about that than me, and you can ask my wife how many nights I don't sleep after a game. And you guys, we've talked at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning after Absolutely. a game, too, right? And we've talked right. in the room afterwards, <laughs> and you see the yeah. Thousand yard stairs, you said earlier, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, I, I think you. I'm pretty. I don't know if I'm good at it or not. You kind of know how I feel about a performance because you can oh, see 100%. me standing out there when the players come off the field. It's my job to still shake hands with them. They still put in a yep. physical performance, right? Yeah. And and it's my yeah. job to look at them and say, you know, I love you. Um, right. And it's my job, I guess, in that moment to basically be intimating to them that it's another day's on Saturday. Yep. Um, but I think they kind of know when I'm not thrilled about sure. the performance. So does the referee walk into the room if that's the case. And 
I was going to say, you don't have the greatest poker face. I was <laughs> no. And, I, you know, I talk about my voice a lot, you know, and I, you know, and I coach kids about how bold it is. And I yeah. talk about that being a trained voice. Yeah. And, no. and that was because as a player, if I didn't have things organized around me, I was going to look like a real fool. Yeah. Um, but I think the face is maybe a little bit similar. I, I want people to know how I feel and I want yep. people to know how I care about what's going on. And yeah. it doesn't feel right or it does feel right. Yeah. It gets mixed again. Like I said, sometimes I forgot how much three points matter sometimes. It doesn't matter how we play sometimes. If we get three points, I still got a big grin on my face, don't yeah. I? And um, get to hang out with me amigos in the uh, forward club after the game right. and maybe have a beer or two. And, yeah. um, and you know the nights that I'm not having one is there's a couple reasons for that. Maybe it's something to right. do the next day, but it's about the performance. So fans that feel that way, they have every right to. Um, fans that are concerned about that, they have every right to. Um I think we all know what the challenges are for this club, and we just talked about one of them. Our schedule's sure. been difficult, you know, to have to play Wednesday, Saturday this past weekend and with travel on the one yep. end of it, to have three games in a row on the road with a smaller roster, trying to do it that way. Um, is that us? I don't know. Um, I do think we did some things, and our owner allowed us to do some things here um, in July and into August when we did three acquisitions of players um, to be allowed to add Pierre to our roster, to yeah. Silva, and you know it was an important goal and a big assist that he had at Central Valley to make sure we got a four-four tie out of that oh, game. That was a disaster, right? Yeah. In well, so many ways. Who, um, who doesn't love a set piece goal from this team? <laughs> they don't happen right? that often. <laughs> yeah. we, we still have like double that we had last year, so yeah. that's something. Yeah. Gotta love exactly. it. Exactly. Um, you know, to be able to add Ozzy in a moment when we had some injury issues and some concerns and to be able to trade basically Monopoly money for it, to trade an uh, uh, international slot for next year. Right. Um, yeah, does it take away some flexibility for next year? Yes, because you only get seven of them. You sure. used five of them this year, right? And, right. Um, and that puts a little more onus maybe on us as recruiters then as we move into the offseason and all that. But we basically traded Monopoly money for a really good, solid player, and it's a good pickup for us. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. and then to be able to do, negotiate and get a loan for Jason to give us cover. And as you know, Timmy Mel's still out. And you know, week to week still at this point, coming back a little bit. He's been entered back into training a little. And good to, um, hear. to be able to kind of solve some of those injury issues that we had at the same time that we had all these travel issues at the same time as we had a busy schedule with some Wednesday Saturdays in there. Yeah. Um, it's been important for us and, and thank goodness our ownership recognized that and said, it's okay to go, go forward here guys. Yeah. So that's one thing I would say to the fans is yeah. we've been able to add some pieces to our roster. That's allowed us to at least tread water here a little bit. Right. Yeah. Man. Um, Cause it, I mean, it definitely feels as though, I mean, we're trying to tread water to get to the playoffs. We got to get in the playoffs, guys. Yeah, everybody knows that. I mean, once we get that. to the playoffs, we'll get that little boost and that, that yeah. we need. And you know, yeah. we'll, hopefully, you see some of that already this weekend. There's not a seat to be had in the house. It seems like there's a little bit of space down the flock in. There's a couple single tickets in the grandstand. We're gonna have a big crowd. Love like to hear. It. Yeah. yeah, but that's because to hear that. Yeah, it's family stand, night. Yeah, it's family night. You guys are standing out. on the end rail and rather than in the seat, so there's plenty of space down there, and let's get all the space filled. So. It's going to be awesome, and I, and I think we get that you know final three game bump to them at home. It's family night, Mitch. Maybe just cut down on on the cussing a little bit. You know me; I will always call Jake Keegan a little piss baby, no matter who's around. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so, we love you. Uh, so, speaking of those last three matches, uh, massive, massive matches. In your opinion, what are the core tenets that this team, as well as the club as a whole, needs to focus on in order to get 
positive results out of those last three matches and solidify playoff position. Yeah, I think we're one of the few teams that really has an identity in this league. Yeah. And our identity is something that doesn't necessarily match up with this league, maybe, and that's that right. ball-oriented idea of possession and things like that. If you look at the six teams that are in the playoffs, as we said here today, I don't think there's another team, maybe there's one, but I don't think there's another team that leads in uh, on the possession battles. Right. Um, we're the only one. Um, when we've had good success, it's no, it's a no-brainer. I mean, how simple is it, right? You don't give up a goal, you can't lose. Um, so we've been stout defensively to go with that ball-oriented mentality. Um, I also think that where we've scored goals is in counter opportunities. Right. And you think back to some of the big moments this year, saving a penalty and scoring a goal scoring against Greenville, goal. things like that. And that's Absolutely. the one that's obviously jumps out in everybody's mind. And I know that that's not necessarily a ball-oriented thing, but that was five guys running up the field. Yeah, That was a goalkeeper making a big save. That was somebody else. I can't remember who it was getting a half clearance, and it was Jaden winning that half clearance past another player, and then just the break that happened and the willingness of players to run at the other team and then share the ball once they got to a certain place. So I think it almost embodies everything we're doing with the exception of we didn't have any defenders involved other than the half right. clearance, right? Um, and it's hard to say you want to be ball-oriented and then be having those transition moments at the same time, but that's sort of what sets up, right, is – um, if we're going to pass the ball, it's hard for the other team to score. We yep. may be playing in our own half of the field a little bit to do that. If we're going to be stout defensively, are we going to have a higher line or a lower line? You, probably a lower line more often than not, right? right? And right. that those opportunities, yeah. that space is going to be behind the other team. And so if we can live up to those kind of two or three identity points, right? excuse me, we're going to be just fine. What you don't know is what other teams are going to present you at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And you've got two for-sure playoff teams and one for-sure not playoff team that just happened last weekend, right? And yep. you look at the game that effectively eliminated them from playoff contention, I think, with Lexington. I, I do believe they're eliminated. Yeah, they, are, yeah. they are out with the loss yep. to chat. Right. They're and out. so here they were at home, if I'm not mistaken. They were at home. Playing Chattanooga yeah. and played a 5-3 game. They were down 5-1. In 58 minutes. And it very well could have been 8-5, to five, the final score, or 8-3. to three. You know, they yeah. were down 5-1. They had hit the post when I think it was still 1-0 or 0-0. Right. Nico Brown, I think, hit the crossbar. But then all of a sudden, it's two goals the other way. And then it's 5-1, as you said, and 5-3 in the final. And it's you don't know what you're going to get. Are they going to leave five guys high? And they're right. just going to be able to come at you with their speed and their power and their ability to go to goal? Um, in fairness, when's the last time we scored three goals in a game, right? It was, I think, Central Valley, right? Yeah, yep, that's it. Um, you know, at the same time, are they just going to leave three back? You know? Yeah. What are they going to do? They got a new coach from two weeks ago who's been on their staff, obviously, but yeah. you know, a new head coach. Um, who are they going to be? Who are they going to play? What, what's it going to look like? You, you just don't know. Then you go into the following week at Colorado, they could have clinched a spot, although it does seem like there's going to be a race for one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to play a home game, but what are they going to do? Are they going to rest a couple players for this mm-hmm. because they got one more regular season game? And then, yep. you know, what are they going to do for the playoffs? Um, I mean, they were able to hold a draw against us without Bruno Rendon. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, yep. Um, you know, and I, I think you do, you always look around. Is the grass always greener? I don't know. You look at some of these other rosters sometimes, you're like, man, I wish I had him. But yep. I say that, and I wouldn't trade the guys we have either. So I like the group we have. I really do. And I like the group we have heading into Saturday night. I like the group we have heading into Colorado the week after. And I like the group that we have heading against Omaha on the 14th of October. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, we kind of do employ this more fluid passing game. And it seems like one of the main tactics, especially some of the lower table teams – have used against us is to kick and follow us mm-hmm. all game. 
you see that with, when we play Chattanooga. Knoxville's done it multiple times this season. Um, Tormenta will do it. Yep. Along with that kicking and fouling, you know, employing a high press as well to kind of dis- disrupt some of our flow. And it's been dip- difficult for our guys to cope with at times. I mean, is that sort of cynical approach something our, our guys expect? Is it something that they're briefed on before some of these games? Certainly the way other teams are going to play, yes. Certainly the way other teams employ a more physical, a more emotional, a more high energy um, tactic against us, yes. Um, Certainly there's conversations about how we have to keep our minds together a little bit. Um, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I see some things happen on the field. I, I, I mentioned earlier, I mean, Mitch is sitting up there, and I'm watching the game the first time we played Knoxville, and in six minutes I think I asked him how many fouls is that, and I knew his answer was wrong, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was counting shots on goal, I think, instead of just fouls. But, I um, I was – like, I love it when Keith's up, uh, up in the press box because he is legitimately on the other side of the wall from me, and he will just scream at the refs. If they're if if they deserve it if they deserve it which a lot of times when when Keith when when Keith is screaming they deserve it yeah, and you, you it is it is legitimate it yeah. is legitimately one of the like it it's like one of my favorite things to hear you screaming on the other side I I will just die laughing and I know that when you are screaming like that I know you're right you're always yeah. right always well right. of course we are right yeah. <laughs> Keith you may be surprised to know that I've been asked to not come to the press box because yeah. I do the same thing yeah apparently there's some sort of difference between being on staff and being press. Yeah. I have I have been told I need to cool it a little press. bit. Yeah, I need to cool a little bit. So I've I've uh, been I have been yelled at for for uh, speaking too loudly in the press box. So it's funny because when our timing's not right, some things get over the PA too. Mm. So um, it, you know it's it's hard. It's um, I, it, again, it's something that the coaching staff has addressed with the players with themselves internally with uh, with me as the the soccer ops guy um there's been some moments this year and last year that i just feel are kind of out of hand sometimes i remember being the match observer and think and writing some notes to the league after games yeah. about some of the officiating but i also think it's important to remember kind of why this league exists too and yeah um this league exists or this team exists obviously because of fans like yourselves it exists for the benefit of our Madison, Dane County, South Central Wisconsin area and the soccer community that's included in that and the events that occur around the soccer club, right? Right. But it also exists because for the benefit of players who want to move up the soccer pyramid in the United States. Yeah. It exists for the coaches that want to move up the soccer pyramid in the United States. It exists for the administrators like myself that want to learn how to be an administrator after being a yeah. coach for so long in the professional soccer pyramid. And it yeah. exists for the owners. Um, to learn how to be professional sports owners without having the massive investment that it takes, you know, even at the championship level of what's that now, twenty-five million, whatever it is. I've heard uh, twenty. Yeah, but, you know. I think. Yeah, um, it's still a pretty significant barrier to entry, right? And yep. it also exists for officials to, to apply their trade and develop their their abilities. And and it's you know, I, I talk about it a lot. I I wish sometimes players would officiate the game more with the players in mind rather than the policies oh, yeah. in mind. Um, and that's what usually gets me going when somebody jumps up and smashes into uh, Andrew Wheeler's face right in front of me. I thought Which he was, has happened I thought he was yeah. knocked out multiple times. Because, yeah, I can't let that go. Um, when we have goals taken away from us on seemingly easy decisions – 
Yep. Yeah. And I know it's a hard job. It's a really yeah. difficult job. Uh, I'm so thrilled that the head of officials for our league has allowed us to have a conversation with him recently. Um, I'm so thrilled about how he handled that. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that he was here last week to see our environment and to see our stadium and to see our fans and see the support that we have and see the setup of how close the fans are to the game so he understands what kind of personality needs to officiate a game in Madison, yep. especially an important game. Right. Um, so I, I give them great credit because they are trying to do things, and we're trying to do things as well. We need to yep. calm down. We've had moments on the bench that aren't acceptable. We have had moments of me standing up on the sideline or on the in the press box that aren't acceptable, and we've done a better job with that. And we have players that have made mistakes too, of course. So, I mean, segueing into that, I mean, this team's picked up a considerable amount of cards this year. Has. Um, you know, a lot of them, and a lot of them have been for chirping at the referees. Yeah. You know, and so kind of going going into what, you're, what you were just saying is while this is completely understandable on a vast array, you know, of levels, um, is this still a point of frustration, you know, I mean, for you and the coaching staff? Or is it something where you all are just as frustrated as the players are and the cards are simply just a byproduct of that collective frustration. I think it's all the it's I think it's that for sure. I also think it's a feeling of some pressure at where you are in the season. I yeah. think there's probably been a few more of them yeah. maybe a couple of weeks ago and all that and then then there maybe should have been. I think it's a uh emotional outburst to some of the pressure that maybe players feel sometimes playing in front of 5,000 people and wanting to do so well for that group of right. fans that are there. Right. Um, and then it's also somewhat questionable. And it's questionable in light of what we just talked about. It's questionable in light of here we are, the only playoff team that's in the possession battle, winning the possession battle. So if you think about how many cards we've had and we have the ball for more than 50% of the game, how bad must our fouls be? And then all of a sudden you go look at the fouls, and we have the, almost the least number of fouls in the league. Right. right. How can that be that our fouls are so bad, that other teams are fouling so often, and we're the ones held accountable because we lose our minds? Yes, there's got to be more discipline there. There's no yeah. question about it. There's got to be more more discipline, again, from me standing up on the press box, me standing on right. the sideline, from uh, coaching staff. And it's been a marked discussion, an important discussion that we've had in the office of who can say what and when they can say things and things like that. And then there's obviously got to be a bit more discipline maybe in focus from the players. But you have to remember, you want to play with some emotion, right? Yep. And guys are playing it because of the fans, because of you guys, because of us, because of themselves. Nobody's more competitive than them. And it's their frustration and they're tired and they're physically beaten up and all those different excuses, right? They all just come to the head there in some of those situations. And we got to do better at that. There's no doubt about it. And I do want to point out that despite us getting a – pretty decent number of yellow cards we are still at the bottom of teams in the league that have it of yellow cards like we have 64 yellows which is less than every other team in the league greenville is at 65 richmond's at 65 um but even despite the fact that we have talked our way into cards we've we're still fairly fairly good at not getting them right um it's the reds that are the bigger problem because we have seven of those which is tied for most in the league but you know and red cards come from a lot of different places right you know yep. sometimes they come from two right. hard tackles sometimes they come from a foul on a breakaway situation sometimes they come from a headbutt sometimes they come from yelling something at a referee um you never want to see them some of them are more acceptable than others right Yep, and I can't say it any more bluntly without oh, saying yeah. it, right? So, <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's it. 
And I get I get why people would be frustrated. I get why people would be frustrated about then that leads into a new problem for the next game and and maybe you have to play a player that maybe isn't of the same quality and that you know, I I believe in the quality of our players obviously, but sometimes yeah. you have to go a little bit deeper into your bench. Or maybe that means you have to play a player who's even more tired and is or worn out, out from the this point in the season or played more minutes and things like that. Or out of position or something. Out of position like that. where you're adjusting your tactics slightly and Yep. You know, all those things are real, and all those things combine for tough sledding through this, I don't even want to say late season, I'd say more the late middle part of the season here. I yeah. Think is where we, you know, we had a good month of July, I believe. I, I know we had a good month of June, um, and then it kind of stagnated a bit there as we got on the road, and guys started getting worn down a little bit with our schedule and with our travel. Yeah, speaking of that a little bit, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned, like, we, we did it, we, we've had some really good months, and there have been a lot of high points this season as well. Um, does the coaching staff work at helping some of the younger and maybe less experienced players, and maybe maybe even some of the more experienced guys who are going through it? I mean, they're they're probably a little more used to this at this point, but you know, they they still need that encouragement and that reminding of like where they came from, what we've done this season, and that that it's doable again. So I guess like. You know, does the coaching staff work at helping some of of the players draw from those high points when maybe results don't go our way? Sure. So you know, training is a big part of everything. When I say training, I don't mean just on the field training. It could be video sessions, things like that. It could be individual yeah. discussions with players. Mm-hmm. Every guy's got different buttons that you can push, right? I, I don't know that Mitch Osmond's the same kind of guy as maybe Eric Connerty is, maybe uh, <laughs> Morrow, or maybe uh, Stephen Payne, Stephen Payne, or yeah. Derek Gebhard. You know, yeah. every guy's yeah. slightly Absolutely. different, right? And every guy's motivated differently. And, and every guy's got different levels of focus about certain things. And that there's no question that, number one, the training is built around those guys, each guy and what yeah. his role is in the formation that you're going to play that weekend. Each individual discussions are based on what the successes those guys have had, what the positive attributes are of each guy is maybe a better way of saying it. I believe it's a partner game. And I believe every one of us sitting at this table has a set of attributes. Right. Mostly good, occasionally some not so good. And our job, we're not in the change business. Mostly. We're in the enhancement business, yeah, right. mostly. We're in the enhancement business, Sometimes right? maybe good, sometimes maybe <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, mo- maybe mostly really yeah. shit. As I always say, I got my quirks too, Grant. <laughs> um, but again, we're in the enhancement business. and it's, it's our job as a partner game to take Grant's best attributes and Andrew's best attributes yep. and Mitch's best attributes and Keith's best attributes, find yeah. a way to put those together to have even more success. Correct. Um, and you yeah. certainly try and do that. Um, through individual discussion like I said you do that through video when there's been a good moment when there's been good moments together when there's been good moments in small groups um, all those things um, you do that a little bit through the negative on occasion yeah because you certainly have to show when this isn't right. Absolutely. And again that's not necessarily a, a change that's an adjustment of how you perform with this partner or with this exactly. group of partners um, rather than being in the change business and so that's all part of it and that's the video side and then again the individual discussion side and then you know the training side it, it's an everyday thing that here's available to the coaches uh, player availability for the coaches for training mm-hmm. here's what they want to accomplish in that and then here's the groups that will be playing together yeah. And so they very much – I'm very impressed with this group of how dedicated and disciplined they are. It's, it's not a group of staff, of coaches, like it can be some places where training's at 10 a.m. and they're on the golf course by 1. That's not the case with these guys. And, right. Um, 
not that they don't play golf, but they're they're not they're in the office till four, five, six o'clock almost right. every day, and they're going home and doing things at home to make sure the next morning's ready to go. They have a general idea what they want to do for training the night before. They get specific about it, and that, that's what I mean. They get specific about the groupings. They get specific, not the exercises. They've already got that right. sorted. Specific about who's available for training that day. And again, not to make excuses, but we go through a spell like we did here the last month and yeah. a half or so with the travel and all that. Not everybody's available every day for yeah. physical reasons. Right. Sometimes mental reasons too. Guys do need a break. Yeah. Um, but I'm very impressed with these guys on how they go through that and um, of how to, again, enhance the small groups into the larger group of, of players. And I feel like that allows players to stay as fresh as possible and hopefully enter this last three-game stretch and into the playoffs in a pretty fresh mode. And pretty enhanced mode yeah for a bit lack of a better way of saying it is it really it like from your experience at, you know over your your years as a coach and a player that that playoff getting into that mindset is it really like you know sort of a hard reset from from a, a mentality standpoint mm -hmm. i would i would say two things number one i'd say there's a reason why the super bowl sucks most years and there's a goal in everybody's mind to get to the Super Bowl. It's not to right. win the Super Bowl. And, and to win the Super Bowl is a really tough goal to make back in July and August, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, the grind of an NFL season of 17 games and things yeah. like that and what has to happen in order for you to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a lot of short-term goals that mixed in with that. But it's interesting how most players' goal is to get to the Super Bowl. Well, is it to get to the playoffs. And so that adjustment, that mindset difference does matter. And you do need always need to get some things to go your way, right? Yeah. Everybody's roster goes through injury. On our field, you're going to go through injuries. With our travel, you're going to go through just worn-out bodies and things like that. So you need some, not luck, but you need some things to go your direction Yeah. Um, by comparison to maybe some other places. Mm -hmm. But it is a hard mindset, a hard change to make. The other thing I would tell you is it's interesting. Um, the I can say it, I think, here, the, the shitty seasons yep. when you really don't do well, it's so much easier sometimes than the than the good seasons. Yep. Yeah. And the good seasons, the shitty seasons, all right, let's go out and play. Yep. Let's do our thing. We're going to try and do our best. We're going to try and develop players. We're going to try and talk to our players the right way. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to go out and probably not win the game. I mean, how would you like to be Central Valley right now? With all due respect to them, it's clear that they've, they're they're they mailed it in. it in, right? Yeah, they're packing it in. Um, yeah. I mean, everything with that franchise is... Yeah. It's a bit of a disaster right now, isn't it? And they're, they're certainly trying to refocus from the owner down into next year, right? We were yeah. able to make the trade with them. They, they gave us a resource. We gave them a resource for next year. Mm -hmm. They needed something, right? Right. So wait till next year. <laughs> yep. Um, those years are easy. Um, the years when you're doing okay and doing pretty well, that's the hard years because mm -hmm. every game matters so much more. Yep. And again, I always joke that I don't know where we are on the table. I 100% know where we are on the table, and I'm gripping it just like anybody else, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not gripping it because we're not squeezing the trigger too tight that we can't accomplish our roles, I don't yeah. think. But it just matters more, it, and, it, and it's awesome. It's yep. so fun when that happens, and you're so energized by that. You're not sleeping as much. You're eating wrong. You're not taking very good care of yourself on a yep. personal level, and it's so fun. Yep. And it's so awesome to see that success roll and roll yeah. and roll. And it's hard when you go to Charlotte and you play a seemingly pretty good first half. Yep. I mean, we had the ball more than I ever thought we would. The first 25 minutes in particular, mm -hmm. we had a couple chances at goal. And then all of a sudden we give up that goal and you're just like, what just happened? Yep. And we came out and did okay again in the second half and gave up a second goal. And, you know, it's other teams have something to say about winning, right? right. There is another exactly. group of 11 that have something yep. to do with it. And hopefully it's not the weather and hopefully it's not the referees like we talked about. Yep. And hopefully it's just that the other team were better on the night. I haven't seen a team that we're not able to play with yet yep. that were just complete disasters against them. 
Um, I've seen some really good teams in our league that we've done really well against. Yep. Um, uh, NCFC being one of them, right? Yep. Yeah. To take what we've taken seven points off of them. Seven yeah. and nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and had a pretty good game in the draw, by the took way. Nine off, late. We took nine off Richmond. Nine off of Richmond, yeah. We could use some help from Richmond, by the way, couldn't we? Yeah, um. we, we could have used some help from Richmond <laughs> last weekend, too. Right, exactly. We had a, we, it got brought up in the group chat. Like some, uh, I think it was Kyle Carr was like, we need Richmond to win this weekend. I was just like, lol, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. But I hope, you know, but it, what I hope most is that our guys come out and put on a good performance. Terzaghi, and again, Terzaghi to four. Yeah, there you go. I I hope our guys come out with a good performance, and I, I fully expect that they will. And, again, that's the focus that they're on. And, again, it, it goes back to what I was just saying, how much more difficult each of these games becomes. But it's so fun. It's so awesome. Yeah. And I'm so happy we're playing at home Saturday night. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of fans are, too. And, you know, I, I think it's very – a lot of fans have a very short memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it very much is like – you know, I, I joke about this, especially with, like, you I'm know, not come up that. yeah, people, people that uh, that have supported English clubs, you know, at some point over the years, Correct. like they're very much so is like a, a perpetual "What have you done for me lately?" sort of attitude about it. And I think part of that, you know, it's a it's a good problem to have for uh, for a club. No, um, I have a feeling that there are a lot of like stateside clubs that aren't weren't really banking on that, mm-hmm. uh, but. I, I would hope that and I you know at least from what I've heard from folks club side for Fort Madison like it people see it as that as yeah. a good problem to have it's good to have yeah, fans it, that yeah. give a shit I was just gonna say can you imagine having five thousand people that don't care they yeah. actually turn around just to drink their beer because they're talking to their friends and right. things like that they're not chanting at the field not yelling mm-hmm. things during the game and yeah that's a Chicago um, Fire game <laughs> <laughs> same size crowd yeah. different size stadium yeah yeah. <laughs> If they're lucky. Yeah. But, like, um, I kind of mentioned that, right? Like, we were talking about high points. Like, what are some of your favorite moments this season? Boy, that's a good question. Um, who was it? Chattanooga that we scored the late goal against when yeah. uh, Steven scored off of the ball from Jaden. And it wasn't just the goal, and it wasn't just the time of the goal, and it certainly wasn't about who we were playing against. It was – I guess it was part of the timing of the goal, right? It's yeah. The match of the game. Moment, but yeah. it was the way it happened. You know, the, the ball's seemingly in an innocuous position. It's over by the uh, video board on the far mm-hmm. side of the field, and we make a couple plays to get out, and Jaden makes a play to connect a pass, and Steven, you know, is able to take a touch and have a good hard finish at the back post. And um, and you're standing over it by then, over at that well, that next too. to you probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't over. No, I wasn't over there for that one. No. Yeah, um, by that point in the game, yeah, I'm over yeah. there. I usually come down there about five or yeah. six minutes to go in regulation um, before injury time and. Um, to see that play happen uh, again, I think it's all the best things about some of those individual players. It's their right. individual abilities and their individual yeah. attributes, yeah. their individual skill to pull off a play at that point in the game is a big moment. Um, I think about. I actually went on the road the first time we played NCFC there, um, and with a two nothing win. Um, you know the quality of the team on that day. Um, the the whole group of 11 plus the substitutes that played in the game and the desire for success in that game, the discipline, the focus of the team defensively, the the style of play that we had of being ball-oriented and, and having a good chunk of the play, the way we scored goals, the timing of when we scored goals to get the second one off a corner kick through Mitch. Right. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember, was it like the – 64th minute 65th minute something like that somewhere 58th minute somewhere yeah. around there it was after halftime and it was 
it just it felt right. It felt like we were a good, solid, organized, focused, disciplined, talented team. Yeah. And that, those are the things I remember. And um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other moments uh, in games. I think uh, there's been some not so great moments, of course. Um, you remember those a lot more, though. Don't you? Like, like I said, yeah. yeah, you do in some ways, and because every game matters so much more this year. When we, I feel like we have a really good, solid team, and I feel yeah. like we've had some really good, successful moments. Do you, and do you think part of that is that when you have that really, you know, that really good, talented squad, those moments are during the regular season that are important. They are important, but it's like you want you're kind of like waiting for like those bigger moments because you know that like this team can can achieve bigger moments. I think that's one of the things. Do you, I'm I mean, with do, you, do you understand? Yeah, what I do a what little I'm bit. I would answer that that you know it's funny during the season. I I probably am the one of those guys that's looking ahead six, seven, eight, ten games ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have that luxury now, and that's no. maybe why it's harder for me at this time of year. And right. it's maybe why some of those right. good seasons, and I feel like we're in a good season right now. Um, maybe are a little bit more difficult because I'm not allowed to look ahead 10 games. That would put us where? That would put us past the final. <laughs> you know? yeah. We'll have already had the ticker tape parade on East or Washer on the <laughs> or wherever it's going to be. We're partying at that point already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I can only assume. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, I'm always looking ahead because of travel and things like that. I obviously have to pay attention yeah. to that stuff. Um um, I'm just as competitive as everybody else, so you're looking at it in the moment. But that competitiveness, I am looking ahead to see who we play next and and what you know Matt might be thinking. Turn over the roster, turn over the you know the rest guys at certain times and things yeah. like that. And and I'm lucky enough that I have a head coach that on occasion asks me a question like that. You sure. know, I want to make sure I throw in a thought or two here and there. Yeah, um, I'm glad that we went through the exercise that we did this year. It was a good experience for, to go through this trade process and to add these players that we did. Yeah, and it was a conversation that was on for a long time in advance of that. And it was a conversation that I felt like I had some say in and some uh, some information that I could, you know, put into the group on it and things like that. So I, that was a positive thing for me up yeah. on a personal level. Yeah, but you definitely have to be looking ahead on that. You can't just say, "Well, let's add a player." Yeah. Um, how's that player? You know, how's that personality going to mesh in the group? There's other procedural things like where's he going to live? You know, how are we going to get him here? Yep. You know, does it make sense to add a player? Does he fit? You know, all those things. And that's and that's something that you know I think that we've brought up quite a bit is how the USL one season is a slog. Yeah, it's an absolute slog. Mm-hmm. Right. So and it, and it's not just for the players and for the staff. Right. I mean, it's for the fans mm-hmm. as well. I mean, we've yeah. been doing this. You know, we've been doing this all year, you know, year round. But you know, for us, we've really been kicking it up since you know, almost since mm-hmm. February. And so, as we come to the final three matches of the season here, you know, hopefully we get some playoff mm-hmm. matches after this. What message do you have for all the listeners and all the fans of this club? You know, going into that home, going into that final home. Yeah, we've got this two home games, right? right. Uh, three. Yeah. Well, the first thing's always thank you. Yeah. You know, God, if we didn't have you guys and we had, you know, the Chicago Fire version of the MLS or, or the Central Valley crowds and things like that, I think when we played at Central Valley, what, was there 800 people in the stadium and I think six of them, and 600 were re- related to Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if we didn't have you guys and we didn't have the fans, I, I think it would be an even bigger slog, right? Yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I think fans can look right now at our available roster um, again, Timmy's still, and I kind of always say you're out yep. or you're week to week, 
or your kind of day to day. Um, and Timmy Mel is probably the one that's still week to week. Outside of that, everybody and he's entering into training. But so outside of that, basically we have a full roster at our, you know, at our use here. Um, so be excited about that. Yeah, makes for some hard decisions, by the way, um, which is a good problem yeah. for yeah. the head coach to have, right? Um, yep. Know that we're just as excited and just as competitive as the fans are about that kind yep. of stuff. We're just as excited to play these games as everybody else is. We are, and I know the coaching staff in particular, looking at what these teams have to offer us in these games and are questioning what coaches are going to do, what rosters are going to look like, what style of play is going to look like against each of these teams. Um, so much so that we're looking at who the referee assignments are for these games and things like that when they come yeah, up. We, we, we do that, had, we do we that, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're no different than the fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, all those things matter. And, and again, there's, there's reasons to have faith. I don't even – so I do sit here and tell you I know where we are in the league and I know how many yeah. points we're ahead of whoever's behind us, and I know who that is too, by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't know, and I can't remember uh, what our exact record is. Yeah. But I can tell you it's pretty good. I know Mitch knows. <laughs> um, I also can tell you that I know there's some goals in, in players' minds about uh, things like breaking the club shutout record. Yep. And I think sometimes those goals, those motivation goals can be a yep. bit difficult and can be a little bit selfish sometimes. I actually think that's a good one that's a tangible one that if guys perform in a certain way and you have the quality of performance, you're not going to give up a goal. And I think that's a good one to have. And it's not just based on one person putting a ball in the net. Right. right. Because because when you have, like, we want to score this number of goals, guys start yeah. trying too hard and making, making attempts that they shouldn't right. make. Whereas if you're trying too hard to keep a ball out of the net you're probably not going to accidentally put it in the net yeah i always say that you know at any given moment a player has what a thousand however many choices to do with the ball whatever he sees fit and it ranges from one choice being really bad and that's kicking the ball in your own net to well that was just okay to that was pretty good to that was really good yeah so there's 999 options or whatever the number is in that range right and hopefully when guys aren't gripping it and they aren't too focused on selfish type situations, positive results happen then. And because you do have to let this game flow, right? It, it's a constant moving yep. thing. It's a the other team has some things that they put at you and force at you, and you got to be ready for those. And there's going to be weather decisions. There's going to be a five o'clock game on Saturday night. Yep, um, that's different than playing at seven o'clock at night. Yep. And particularly at this time of year, if it's eighty degrees versus you know sixty eight at kickoff at seven, you know what? What? How's that going to be different? And I know Matt. I know JP. I know Neil. I know Jim. I know Aaron. Yep. are prepared from that from a coaching standpoint. And I'd like to believe, and I have great faith that the players in this group are ready for that as well. I, I think we've won in different situations. We've won against different kinds of opponents. I have every, all the great faith that we're in a good spot here. Our, I was just thinking, I'm like, are our friends at Robinho aware that it's a 5 o'clock start? No, they are not. <laughs> uh, they don't open until 4. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, you, you got a little bit of time in there. Yeah. Maybe they'll open. You might have to call that. John. I'd have to arrange. You something. guys have a guy. Yeah, we we know a guy. <laughs> I mean, if if all somebody has to do is come in and like you know pull the little tabs out of the taps and pour some beers, I mean that's not the worst thing. How can you? Yeah, you guys yeah. get that done. Yeah, you guys are talented. Yeah, together, unstoppable. <laughs> make, make it work. Make Great it work. attributes, both sides. Make it work. Yeah. Partner game. Yeah, make it work. I got a I got a meeting with the with the kit folks ahead of that game working on the 24 away kit uh yeah so we gotta i gotta be there in the black locust cafe anyway so maybe i'll 
Maybe I'll hit up John before this weekend. We'll figure it out. Anyway, um, let's get into our sort of usual question, talking about uh, what is it that you're either listening to, watching, uh, reading. Uh, it could be art. It could be music. It could be TV. It could be film, whatever it is. It could be books, the old analog. Um I'll start off. I've been listening to basically nothing but like boogie and post disco music from seventies and eighties because I've got the set the Saturday I'm opening for Chris over at, at Merchant at ten thirty on Saturday. I'm excited. So nice. um doing a whole set of seventies and eighties like boogie music, it should be a good time. No one's gonna know what the fuck is going on when I'm playing. I like, will. Yeah. I will. A Saturday night I, at ten? Yeah. Ten thirty? Uh, yeah, ten thirty. Yep. Oof. We win, somebody else loses. Yep. I'm could just be saying. Nice. I'm could just be a saying. Good time. <laughs> I'm thinking we should go, Keith. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. we should go, Keith. Might have to talk to the misses on that one. Yeah, yeah. bring the misses. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I th- For real. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot of. Uh, I've been exploring a lot of producer back catalogs right now. So yeah, yeah getting real in the thick of it. How about you, Grant? Um, you were listening to what I was. Oh. What I've been listening to. Yeah. Uh, Policia. Yep. Um, they're a band out of Minneapolis. Um, primarily, the, the album I was listening to is "Give Up the Ghost." Yeah, you know, and or "Give You the Ghost," and that is, um, yeah. Uh, how would I describe this band? It's kind of strange because, like, she, the lead singer, used a lot of auto tune. Yes, um, but and it's a lot of like run on, uh, sort of runs of vocals, but. It's kind of like rock mixed with a little bit of electronic stuff and some jazz also. Yeah. It's so, good. Yeah, it's just it's it's kinda kinda out there stuff, but they used to play a lot at the high noon. They yeah. And that's where I've seen them. Like yeah. as I asked you, I'm like, ever seen he's like, Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. like so again, another band that you and I have probably seen and not known that multiple we were, times together. That we were at the at the show together. Yeah. And you know, and so um but no, that's my that, you know, that's my that's my pick for this week. Yeah, how about you, Keith? So nothing in particular, but I do have two for you, two stories for you. Number one is this past Sunday, I did go up to the Packer game. Okay. I left the house at 7 a.m. I got back at 10.30 Sunday night. How was that, by the way? I did not leave early. Okay. Um, you the stayed, tail, you I stayed to the bitter end. I, I, yes. I joked around with my buddies that I was with that were staying until the prayer at midfield. Do you have over. an NFL team? Uh, so being I from mean, St. Louis, it's difficult. You know, I joke around right. that when like the Cardinals can't be, that can't be Arizona. Can no, it? it's not because no. everybody hates Bid, Bill, Bill Bidwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as you should. Yeah. I used to joke around that if I didn't do my chores, my dad maybe go to the football Cardinal game. On Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, however, go to with my dad to the Super Bowl when the Rams were there. My dad did buy season tickets to the yeah. Rams, and that was awesome. Down in New Orleans when they lost to uh, New England on Vinatieri's last second field. Oh, the nine eleven. Yeah, exactly. And it was unbelievable because you talk about music. And you know Paul McCartney's playing pregame. My dad's like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And then U two does Some the thing bomb. with all the names and yeah. all that at halftime. I'm yeah. Like, who are these guys? He's like, "Who are these guys?" Like, all right, um, unbelievable experience, obviously, with my father and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but so to go to the game to answer your question, first anniversary is supposed to be a paper gift. I'm not mistaken. When you're married. And so I bought my wife Denver Broncos season tickets when we were living out there because I thought go. that'd be a good paper gift for her. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I don't really have a team. Um, it was awesome to go up to the game. I, I left at 7 a.m., got back at 10.30. We went to a tailgate. Our buddy has a spot right across on the north end zone. Yeah, awesome spot. Beautiful. A couple hours. Yeah. Got into the stadium. Stayed the whole game. Unbelievable fourth quarter, of course. Yeah. Um, and then went and saw a band at Anduzzi's after the game. Okay. 
They played four and a half hours straight. Holy shit. Um, Which is, Anduzzi's is owned by Joe Anduzzi, who it, was a former offensive lineman for the Packers. Is that right? And the Badgers. Okay. Yeah. You know, so. I didn't know that. So we go over yeah. there because this band opened up for Lou Graham when I was his tour manager okay. 17 years ago at the uh, Radisson at the Oneida Casino there yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah. It's the Johnny Wad Band. And make sure if you look it up, you put in Johnny Wad Band. Otherwise, you're going to see some things you don't want to see. You're going to see a John Holmes movie. That's what you're going to see. So, you know, <laughs> hair band, cover band, party band of the 80s and 90s. They've been together 24 years. So I, I met these guys 17 years ago. Haven't spoken to them since. I walked up to them after their show, after four and a half hours, and said, Hey, Chris Dame is the kind of lead guy in the band. Chris, I'm Keith. I was with Lou Graham back in the day. And it was, you know, old, old, old home time at Absolutely. that point. It was awesome. So I saw those guys. The other story is that I went up to Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago for the U.S. national team game. My son okay. was playing for his college team the next day, next afternoon. So I went up and caught both games. And post-game, I went to the Turf Club in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Um, which you got in for free with your U.S. soccer ticket. And they had two bands. They had a Ramones tribute band. Followed by a Rolling Stones tribute band. What which, were the bands which, called? I don't remember. That's which the one problem. Was better? The Ramones. Oh, yeah. Wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think... I'm which, not, which band do you prefer? Ramones. You yeah. prefer the Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a Rolling Stones fan, although I was talking to the lead singer at the bar, and it was like, we're talking right now, and all of a sudden yeah. he got on stage and had the full-on accent and everything. I was like, where'd that come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, the, uh, the Ramones cover band was like Cretan Hall or something like that. Makes um, sense. Yeah, so they were really, really good. I caught the, like the last three or four songs after the U.S. game. Mm. And, um, so yeah, those are the two good things: deal. Johnny Wad band, and then a Ramones tribute band, and a Rolling Stones tribute band. Love it. What you got? Um, I didn't watch football because my teams are the Iowa Hawkeyes and Chicago Bears. So <laughs> could be worse. Could be Denver Broncos, like my wife. <laughs> Uh, not much worse. Uh, I like the jokes right now. If you have a Denver Broncos jersey, practices at 10 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> oh, th- I'm th- hearing that about the Bears too. This yeah. could be the worst game in the history of like the 124 year history of football coming up this week. Honestly, Bears, Bears versus Broncos. Broncos. Honestly, I might go out of my way to watch. They it should just put this on at like wreck. 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like that's when that game should come on. They yeah, should put reruns. <laughs> yeah, like, like like for the alcoholics and the insomniacs. This is what you get. It's yeah. like you get Bears versus Broncos. They they need it. <laughs> the NFL Europe series played in yes. Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> put, this, put this game. Yeah, put this game and put this game in Bogota. Right. Flex it. Flex it to flex it to flex it to uh, Thursday night and put right. it and put it on Twitch exactly. like they did last year with a couple of those really right. bad ones. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Um, I, I haven't really been listening to a ton of music. Um, I did watch The Big Green last week, uh, mm. which, for those who don't know The Big Green, it's basically uh, a it's basically a soccer version of Mighty Ducks. That's a great movie. It's a, it is a great movie, and I and I wanted to watch it before my uh, before I canceled my Disney Plus membership because mm. they raised the rates to eighteen dollars a month for the catcher for the, from the, the Sandlot is in The Big Green. He as is. Well. He's the he's yeah. the goalie. He's, he's the, the goalie. goalie. And then um, there's uh, Bug from uh, from the Goonies is mm. also in that movie mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Little little, mm-hmm. little kid, Newt Hall. I'm your man. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> love, I, I love that movie so much. Like it, it gave me, flick. it gave me, it gave me good good vibes about the the end of our season coming up. I'm just you like, know, I don't is. think that there is a bad soccer movie out there. Right? The, the FIFA one. Yeah, maybe that one. 
yeah, maybe the, that one. the FIFA one that they like. But like ladybugs kicking and screaming. That's why I just said ladybugs. Uh, is ladybugs. Not is I was in ladies, yeah. ladybugs. I was an extra standing on the fields. That was yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, the sure. tournament out there. Yeah. Bend it like Beckham. I mean, uh, Shaolin soccer. I mean, victory. <laughs> victory is dope as shit. Uh-huh. One of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sly Stallone playing goalkeeper. Mm. Yeah. Michael Caine. Big yeah. save. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Airbud World Pup. <laughs> <laughs> that move that to he the was a dog. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen no a game of their lives in a lot? As you said, yes. Miracle yeah. game. Yeah. Thirty-five yeah. points. Yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> Ain't no rule that says a dog can't play soccer. <laughs> anyway, um, Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will let you get out of here. We're taking up far too much of your time. Uh, but Appreciate you, man. Yeah, Appreciate thank you for you joining Thanks us. So much, usual. Be be at the game this weekend. For real, yo. Cheer on the boys. I mean, get your asses there. We're all gonna fucking miss it when this season's over. We so could. We can. I mean, we can coach this weekend. I mean, yeah. for real. And okay. we and we talk okay. about this all the time. Like you just said, this. Wait. In a couple of months, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be. We're all gonna be inside. We're all gonna be wishing that we were out here doing these games. Yep. You get a chance for the last three. You know, two of these last three games, you get a chance to go out, and they're big. Huge games. Yep. Get we, your asses. We could there. clinch this weekend. Like, like Mitch, it's important. Explain how we can clinch this weekend, Mitch. Uh, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if we win, Tormenta loses, and Knoxville loses or draws, we clinch. Yep. Y'all got that. So I guess I keep forgetting Knoxville's still alive, aren't they? Technically, yeah. yeah. Technically, yes. Yeah. Are they out though with us winning or no? No, they uh, need to lose or draw because their their max points, I believe, is forty seven. Mm. And right. if we win, we'll be at forty five. So, so if we lose or draw, then they okay. would a win this weekend. Yeah. Essentially, like put us almost like we're gonna like it does not that we don't clinch. We don't clinch without Tormenta losing. But a win this weekend really improves the chances. Correct. Right. We would only need. At that point, we would only need to win one of our last two, or we would need Tormenta to lose one or draw two, and same with Knoxville. If, right. they, if they draw one, right. they're so out. So a win this weekend just puts huge. us... Huge. It's huge. What's best for the fans? We go 3-0 and here, and that means we got to go 4, 5, and 6? Or what do you think, guys? I, I, you know... You'd I'm be gonna, fine with that. I'm gonna always take Al Davis's approach. Yeah, just win, baby. Just win, baby. Yeah, Hon- honestly, if if, win, if we baby. were able to pick our opponent, I would say if we could if we could get North Carolina, just because we've we've been good against them this yeah. season. Yep. Yeah, we've looked really good against Carolina. I just want to send if they drop to that third seed. a Christmas card at the end of the year that says, "You should have fucking signed for us." <laughs> How's the money feel? How's the money feeling now? Yeah. Hope you enjoy championship next year, yep. buddy. Yep. Yep. Anyway, thank you so much. Then too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you for joining us, Keith. Uh, we will hopefully see you all this weekend at Breeze. And as Grant always says, be easy, everybody. We'll see y'all next time. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>